Welcome to the Wellness Seekers Podcast. My name is Courtney and I am your guide. I am a mom, educator, woo-woo junkie, mental health advocate, and like you, I am on a wellness journey. Whether you are seeking to begin or continue on your wellness journey, you are in the right place. Together, we will build the steps needed for you to achieve your wellness goals. This podcast will curate my knowledge, inquiries, and resources to help you create a lasting wellness routine. From affirmations and meditation to nutrition and fitness trends, we will journey together, clearing through the clutter to find best practices, reliable tips, industry experts, and so much more. Thank you for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, wellness seekers. So today's episode is about organizing, and I think everyone organizes differently and likes things organized differently, and that's okay. Um, There are certain ways or things that work for many, and I've used a variety of different ways to organize things. And I can't say that I have one hard and fast way that works for me. There are things that worked for me when I was in high school, and then there were other ways that helped me when I was in university. And then now as an adult with a business and children and all the things going on in life, I am finding I need a new way to organize my life and my schedule and the schedule of my family, because really no longer am I just organizing my own schedule like I was when I was in high school. <laughs> um, so this episode is a little bit about organizing life, space, and time, I guess. Maybe not life. Life's pretty... Things in life. Let's not go too big. <laughs> um, this past weekend, we rearranged a few rooms in our house And we checked off a couple major headaches from our to-do list, which felt so good. And today I wanted to share some of those with you in case, you know, something works for you and you grab some inspiration from it. But I also wanted to just provide a few tips on how I try to stay organized and some other things I've learned along the way from different people. So it might be simple things like using vacuum seal bags to organize kids' clothes because they grow out of them so fast. And now having two girls, once Marley's out of her clothes, I don't want to get rid of them. I want to hold on to them for Clark. So I needed a place. There was too many boxes. And so vacuum seal bags have really helped save space and stay organized. And then there's some other digital hacks that I've learned, um, like moving my social apps a couple screens over. So I it takes me a couple seconds to swipe to get to them. And then it gives me time to actually think about if I want to open them and go down that scrolling rabbit hole. And sometimes I do, but overall, I just like to live a productive life. I love to-do lists. And I have like sitting right beside me right now, probably six or seven different to-do lists that likely I'm able to check everything off of, but for whatever reason, I needed to write it down and get it out of my brain. I don't know if you're the same, but I have lists everywhere. Like I have lists on my phone. I have lists on sticky notes. I have lists on piece of paper. I have lists on 
stacks of pieces of paper. And always when I find them later, I realize, oh, all of that got done, even though I hadn't looked at this to-do list in so long, because that's the thing. Everything does get done. So I'm, but I'm, because of that, because I keep finding them, I'm really trying hard to organize my to-do list so that they're less scattered and less intimidating and more useful for me. So I have started to think about and organize my list differently lately, and it really is making a difference. I will share more of that with you at the end of the episode. But first, a little bit more about me and where I'm at in my organizational journey. So admittedly, I have too much going on right now. I have two little girls. I'm running a business that requires me to have, you know, different continuing education credits and up-to-date certificates. And those all come due around this time of year. So it just feels like a lot at the moment. And then doing this podcast weekly, um, plus interviews, and then trying to get out a newsletter every week and stay up with social media and all of those things. Plus, I'm trying to be a good partner and a good mom and a good family member and take care of myself, so eat healthy and exercise. And I also just started a really big and exciting course um, that will help me help you reach your goals. And finishing the course and being successful at that is one of my goals. So I know we all have a lot on our plate and it's trying to find that balance and figure out what's the priority. And it's all good stuff right now for me that's going on in my life, but it can still feel like a lot. And good stuff, a lot of good stuff can feel um, overwhelming and that's okay. Sometimes I think we think that just bad stuff is overwhelming, but you can have a lot of good stuff going on that feels overwhelming as well. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) Um, But when I have all these balls in the air, that is often when I thrive the most. Um, There's a saying that is like, uh, if you want it done, give it to a busy person. And one of the suggestions from my favorite self-love guru, Brene Brown, is to stop, she has a quote about stop glorifying the busy lifestyle, which I firmly believe in. And so I try to look at my life as full. And although I like, I do really thrive and love a full life, there are moments when it's overflowing. And I think we can all agree that when something overflows, it usually gets a little messy, you know, like when water overflows, it creates a bit of a mess. <laughs> so I'll explain some things in my life that uh, often overflow, starting with our house. So it has started to overflow with kids stuff. And for being so little, those little kids, they sure generate a lot of stuff. And I'm very grateful for all the stuff. A lot of it was handed down or gifted to our girls and it makes them happy, but it's just a lot. And when it was overflowing our family room, it, it causes like actual stress. Ben, um, my husband made the suggestion to change things up. So he suggested making the dining room into a playroom and I love our formal dining room. I take 
I took a lot of pride in decorating it and I just love how it looks. But over COVID, it became a craft area and a dumping ground and it was a mess. And so when I was a little hesitant on making that a playroom, because I loved the dining room, he reminded me that for the last six months, it's looked like a mess anyway. So it might as well not be pretending to be you know, a dining room or like a messy room disguising, whatever. Just not, it wasn't looking like the dining room of my dreams like it used to be. <laughs> anyway, I came around to it. We decided that yesterday we were going to move the dining room table into the kitchen, take the kitchen table apart and put it into storage and then create the, the play space for our girls. And let me tell you, I feel like I lost 10 pounds in those three hours of doing that. I mean, partly because it was a lot of work and we were really sweating, <laughs> moving everything around, but just the space that it gave us in the main area that we live in, but then also a space for the toys to sit and be there and be messy. It just, it felt so good almost instantly. And then even waking up, seeing that room and then seeing Marley play in it this morning, it just it felt so good. So Marie Kondo is really on to something, which obviously, but, and I've yet to watch that new Netflix show about getting organized. Um, I think it's called get organized with the home edit, <laughs> but I'm sure I will love it. And I feel like however those people feel at the end, there's probably a reveal of some sort. Cause it seems like a bit of a makeover show. Um, I guarantee that that is how I felt yesterday. Just super happy and grateful. <laughs> um, we didn't like Marie Kondo anything. We didn't follow any of her techniques, but I know that they're useful. And I'm sure um, if you haven't yet watched her show or read her book, there's definitely useful stuff to help you reorganize your space and like just help you function better, which is awesome. It just makes everything easier, right? Similar feelings happen when I clean out my clothes, so sending them off to be donated or sharing them with friends. And because we were so focused on doing the room or this, the room swap yesterday, we got it done really fast. And so then we had some spare time to do a few other things. And so one of the things that was on my list next was to do a clothing swap with the girls. So put them into those vacuum sealed bags, um, put some into boxes to give to friends of ours who just had a baby girl, um, and to wash and hang up and put away all the new sizes of clothes that we have waiting to be worn. <laughs> um, that also felt really good because every time I went in to change the girls, I thought about it. I thought, Oh, these pants don't fit and this shirt doesn't fit and what fits. And, and I know I have bags of clothes, especially for Clark from Marley that I'm like, I need to get out and washed and put in drawers so that she's actually wearing them. It just clears up your brain bandwidth. So you're not always thinking, Oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to do that. So that felt really good too. The last thing that I have done recently is that I got a new phone and it's cool because everything can just transfer from one phone to the other, but there is so in my like 10,000 pictures and videos that I have on my phone, I know I need to clear those up. There's a bunch of stuff on there that like, A, I don't need nine of the same picture and B, I don't need 
all of the pictures that are on there guaranteed. I have saved everything onto my hard drive. So like, I know they're there, um, but I need to clean it out because it's just, it takes me forever to try and find a photo if I need to find one. So um, I read Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. By read, I mean, I like audio listened through the library, the Libby app. It's awesome. If you haven't tried it and you have a library card, chances are your library synced up with this Libby app and it's just great. Anyway, and um, he has some good tips for digital overflow, not so much for like organizing and storing your digital pictures, but um, he gives you ways and tips, especially around like social media and managing your time around that. And so one of my biggest takeaways was to create a separate bookmark for Facebook groups that I frequently visit, because there are so many times where I'll log into Facebook and I'll get carried away scrolling through my newsfeed when I really just came on to check one thing in one group that I'm in that I like actually needed or wanted to check for something productive or specific. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm a half an hour later and I'm like, what am I even on here for? And then I remember. So I've also done that where I've created a home, oh, like set as home screen on my phone as well, so that it takes me straight to the Facebook group and I don't have to get lost in scrolling through my newsfeed. And that's really helped me. And like I said at the beginning, also making my social apps a little bit harder to get at, so that I have to do a little bit more thinking and pause, you know, before I just swipe to open them up. Um, So those were two big takeaways. There was a couple other things in the book that were awesome that he just helps you kind of focus and manage your your time around how you use digital devices. All right. So those are a couple things that I've done lately, and I'm hoping that you took a couple of the tips or things that I put in there and you'll use them to improve your organization. (laughs) Um, The one thing that I'm really learning is that I can only complete one thing at a time. So multitasking, although I do believe it's like half real, like I can bake and binge watch a show on Netflix pretty well, like at the same time, obviously I'm missing things in the show. I've yet to screw up muffins. So I think I tune out of the show before I tune out of my baking, which is probably a good thing, (laughs) but I know I can do those things. I can also walk and talk. If I could play an instrument, I could probably play an instrument and sing at the same time because, you know, a lot of really great people do that. (laughs) So there is like such a thing as doing two things at one time. Um, But if you're trying to really accomplish something, especially where you have to think, it's really hard to do two things at at once. And I... I'm learning this too. Like I'm trying to tell Marley or I hear myself telling Marley, Marley, you can just do only one thing at a time. Like you can't hop and put your shoes on at the same time. So let's get the shoes on. That's your one thing. And then you can hop all you want. And if we get your shoes on faster, you can hop for longer. Likewise with her pajamas, same thing. Like let's just get your PJs on and then you can jump around and play with your stuffies for longer rather than trying to do both at the same time and wasting all of our time. So I have to remember that for myself too, that really, if we just focus, we get that one thing done and then we can move on to the next thing. And it feels so much better to be able to check it off your list if you have a to-do list. 
Another thing that I've started doing that's really helped me is to plan my day, like my next day, the night before. Essentially, you write down your priorities for the next day and the things that you want to accomplish. So I try to keep mine and limit it to to three things only. But what I do is I look at my schedule and I assess my time blocks and then figure out what I can accomplish in those blocks of time. So, um, you know, today during Clark's midday nap, which has been quite long, which is amazing. I have been able to write and now record this podcast episode and might even get to edit it. And then if I happen to finish this early and she's still sleeping, I can head upstairs and start to do some dinner prep, which is in like my next time block, which is awesome. And then if that you know, we're to get finished again, guaranteed Clark is going to be up by then, (laughs) but I could work on my course, which I was saving for tomorrow morning in my time block. But I, I put in like all the things that are non-negotiable times as in like work with my clients or if I have an appointment or something like that. And then I put in times to hang out with my kids or like family time or rest time. This morning I had work time, then I had a workout, then I had time with my girls, then I had client time, then time with Clark because Marley had gone to daycare and then client time. And then after that was like work on podcast time. So I'm just finding if I block off dedicated time to things, it really helps me stay focused and get things done. And I'm trying really hard for those time blocks to be committed appointments to myself. So if somebody says, can you do this at this time? I say, no, like I have an appointment and I'm using that time right now. I'm just doing it the night before because I'm not quite ahead enough or in the groove of things enough. And I'm trying to create a habit for myself. And so once I get that habit and that routine in motion, I'm sure I'll be able to do a week at a time. And I roughly know what my week looks like, but for right now, we're just doing it one day at a time, but it's really working and it helps me wake up with like focus and purpose and then go to bed with a feeling of accomplishment because chances are I accomplished at least one thing off my list instead of having 10 things on my list and having them all half done. Right now, I don't have a fancy way of doing it. I just use a piece of paper and I write down my priorities. And like I said, I try to limit it to just three and then I write down like the things that are non-negotiables, then my, like I said, my rest time. And then I plunk in like where my priorities, I'm going to work on them, on the things I need to get done. And that's working, but I have experimented a little bit with Trello and I have an agenda that I've used a little bit and I love a good Google spreadsheet. So I've also tried that and nothing sticking at this point, except for the pen to paper. So I'm just going to stick with that for right now. If I come up with anything better, I will be sure to share it with you. If you have anything that you do along those lines that you want to share with me, I would love that too. Because chances are, if you're listening to this episode and you're getting something out of it and you've been listening for this long, you are also into organizing. So we probably have something in common and we could share with each other. (laughs) Okay. That is all I have for today. If you have any questions for me about any of this, please send me an email or DM me through social media and let me know. 
and I'd be happy to answer. Um, also, if you have any topics you'd like to hear about, please let me know. Next week's episode is going to be on meditation. I'm going to talk about different ways I use meditation, um, how I use the Insight Timer app, and um, a couple other things just around meditation and and what it means to me. I will also be doing another bonus episode that is a guided meditation for you. So be sure to listen to that and hopefully use it. So that that's my next topic coming up. That's all for now. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in and stay well, everyone. There you have it, Wellness Seeker. It is my sincere hope that you got something of value from this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please see the show notes for contact info or further information on today's topic. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribing. Until next time, stay well, seekers.